today I'm doing something different. Um, I graduated from college a couple weeks ago and I have been itching to start recording episodes again. However, um, just things haven't worked out. I had plans with somebody last week, but then they weren't feeling good, um, which is, you know, it happens. That's life. Later this week, I will be interviewing, if things go well, um, CJ. He is a uh, birth father, and we don't really hear a lot from first parents that are dads. Uh, it's the first one that I will have on my podcast. I'm very, very excited to talk to him. And the other one is the filmmaker for the documentary called All You Have Is Love. Uh, it's basically exposing the adoption industry, talking to first moms, mothers of lost to adoption, I also like to call them. So today I'm doing something different because I want to get something up on the podcast. And because I think this is very important information, I'm reading from a journal of the American Academy of Pediatrics. Uh, this is an article that came out in 2003. I was looking for something more updated, but haven't come across it yet. I feel all the information in it is very relevant, especially to adoptive parents and um, anybody who's involved in the adoption constellation. So the article is called Families and Adoption, the Pediatrician's Role in Supporting Communication by Deborah Borchers and a Committee on Early Childhood Adoption and Dependent Care. It's a little long, so bear with me. It's a clinical report. It says guidance for the clinician in rendering pediatric care. The abstract says each year more children join families through adoption. Pediatricians have an important role in assisting adoptive families in the various challenges they may face with respect to adoption. The acceptance of the differences between families formed through adoption and those formed through adoption is essential and promoting positive emotional growth within the family. It is important for pediatricians to be informed about adoption and to share this knowledge with adoptive families. Parents need ongoing advice with respect to adoption issues and need to be supported in their communication with their adopted children. Um, it does say the abbreviation AAP, just as American Academy of Pediatrics. A subtitle, Changing the Picture of Adoption. There are various types of adoption. In domestic adoptions and some inter-country adoptions, biological families may have continued contact of varying degrees with the child for whom they have chosen an adoption plan. Ranging from complete confidentiality to unlimited direct contact, a child may be adopted into a family of the same ethnicity and or race or into a family with members of different groups. Many children are adopted after having spent time with a family through the foster care system, often after lengthy stays in multiple homes. Kinship permanency may be established by grandparents, aunts, uncles, siblings, or other relatives through legalized guardianships or adoptions, or through informal non-legalized agreements within a family. Intercountry adoptions, which also may involve adoptions across ethnic and racial lines, are also increasing in number. 
Adoptive families are changing. Increasing numbers of single white parents, blended families, families with gay or lesbian parents, and families with older parents are providing homes to children through adoption. More children are being placed long-term with relatives who may or may not formalize the relationship through adoption. Children may have multiple sets of foster parents before their adoption, some of whom may maintain contact with the child after the adoption. Marked increases in the number of adoptions of children with special needs have been seen in the last two decades. There are fewer newborns and more older children being placed for adoption. Sibling groups are often placed together. Many of the children who are in need of adoptive families have complex medical, developmental, behavioral, educational, and psychological challenges. These may be the result of biological or environmental stressors experienced while the child was living with the biological family or may have been initiated or exacerbated while the child was in temporary care. Modern technology has changed the face of adoption. Although not commonly viewed as such, surrogate parenthood and embryo adoptions are adoptive relationships. The internet has led to wider dissemination of information about children waiting for permanent families and has established a new system of support among adoptive families. Information about adoption on the internet may not always be reliable. However, in the broad and instant reach of the World Wide Web has uh, allows great potential for unethical practices in adoption. Medical issues. Children who join their families through adoption must have a comprehensive medical evaluation to identify medical needs. Standards for the medical care of children in foster care have been published in the American Academy of Pediatrics and uh, District 2 of the AAP. For children adopted internationally, this evaluation includes, but is not limited to, screening tests and assessment of immunization status as recommended by the AAP Committee on Infectious Diseases in the Red Book, acute and chronic medical problems, vision and hearing loss, and developmental delays should be identified and addressed. Behavioral and emotional concerns need to be evaluated aggressively with appropriate therapy initiated. Pediatricians should help families in accessing medical or mental health and developmental services when needed. Pediatricians may be asked to review pre-adoption medical and mental health records to help families understand the current and potential future medical, developmental, and mental health needs of children they plan to adopt. This may include conditions related to complications of pregnancy or nutrition, prematurity, lack of prenatal care, and genetic diseases. In counseling families, all attempts should be made to obtain complete medical and psychological history of the child, particularly in assessing potential special needs of children. Through comprehensive pre-placement assessment, parents should assess their resources and abilities to meet a particular child's needs. With the help of pediatricians, families then may be better able to negotiate 
adequate adoption subsidies, including but not limited to educational needs and mental health insurance coverage. Developmental understanding of adoption. Although parents and children gain so much in becoming a part of an adoptive family, children who join their families through adoption often experience issues of loss relevant to adoption. Although these feelings of loss may be more rooted in societal expectations of genetically based attachments rather than in any inherent biological loss, they nonetheless are experienced by many adopted people. Just as a child's thinking and self-concept change at various stages of development, so does a child's understanding of the meaning of adoption. Until three years of age, most children do not realize there is a difference between their adoptive family and families in which children are reared by their biological parents. From the time a child is adopted, it is appropriate for families to use language on a routine basis that relates to adoption, laying the groundwork for children to later understand these abstract concepts. There are many books on adoption for even young children. Through the use of available resources, as well as pictures about a children's own adoption story, parents should relate the children or relate to children the story of how their family came to be. These foundations are important in the later development of positive attitudes about adoption, a child's birth parent, and him or herself. By about three years of age, however, children become self-absorbed and may believe they are magically cause all things that happen to them. Children love to hear their adoption stories. At this age, most children begin to ask questions about what adoption means. Yet children adopted at very young age do not understand that they have another family besides the family with whom they live. Separation issues may be more pronounced than they are in peers, especially with children who remember the loss of biological or foster parents, siblings, or other relatives. Children at this age may feel responsible for the loss of their first family, as well as for the repeated losses through the moves in and out of foster care. They may fear that their adoptive parents will abandon them in the same way once their hidden flaws are discovered. Some children may express yearnings to have been, quote, in the belly of their adoptive mother. By the time children enter kindergarten, they realize that most of their peers are not adopted. <clears throat> and they also learn that some children may be living with biological parents in circumstances that are similar to those experienced by their own biological parents. In other words, a single parent family or conditions of poverty. This once again may lead children to feel responsible for their biological parents' decision not to raise them. school age children continue to face issues associated with adoption, although often they deal with them by going underground. Although children in this stage may not ask questions or initiate discussions of issues related to adoption, they still are most likely thinking about them. When children are 6 to 12 years of age, they realize that in gaining an adoptive family, they have also lost a biological family. At the same time, school-age children may identify with their biological families 
fantasizing about what life would have been like if an adoption plan had not been made for them. During middle childhood, children in particular adopted across racial or cultural lines may become upset by the differences they notice in comparison with other children and may experience denial of these differences as well as of the adoption itself. Self-esteem issues may also complicate emotions and the thinking process during these years because some children may wonder what flaw in them resulted in their biological parents making an adoption plan. This may be particularly true if the biological parents chose to rear a sibling. During preschool and elementary school years, peer and school problems may or may not be the manifestation for underlying adoption issues. Behaviors commonly identified as characteristics of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder may actually be signs of post-traumatic stress disorder, reactive attachment disorder, bipolar disorder, or sensory integration disorder. Some school assignments may be problematic for children who have joined their family through adoption. Children who have lived in foster care or in another country may not have pictures of themselves from birth or at an early age. Family tree assignments may be difficult because children may be unsure of how to demonstrate their relationship to their biological family, adoptive family, and foster families. Information about biological ancestors also may be unavailable to the child for such a project. Tracing genetic traits through generations may also be difficult even for children who have ongoing relationships with their biological families. For children adopted by an extended family member, these simple learning assignments may create anxiety by highlighting family differences. Communication with educators about adoption issues at this age, as well as other ages, may be necessary to help children deal with some of these difficult school assignments and insensitive comments about adoption, family circumstances, culture, race, and ethnicity. As adolescents develop their identity and begin the task of separation and individuation, adoption issues commonly become very important. At 12 to 16 years of age, many adolescents become very angry over the differences between their own life experiences and society's norm of an intact family. Adolescents may continue to fantasize about their perfect biological family. Older adolescents may also struggle with dating issues, as do all adolescents, but in these particular relationships, they may look to identify with their biological families even more. This may include engaging in risk-taking behaviors similar to those that may have led to their conception, such as unprotected sex, or those who played a part in the biological parents' or parents' decision to make an adoption plan such as substance abuse. Adolescents may try to own identities similar to those of biological families, whether known or imagined. This may include changes in physical appearance, religion, or customs. As adolescents head toward emancipation from their families, separation may come to the forefront. A child who was adopted at an early age may experience emotional uncertainty at the thought of moving away 
from the adoptive family and home. Next section is called Losses in Adoption. All members of the adopted adoption triad, the child, the adoptive family, and the biological family are affected by losses. Children in closed adoptions may lose the sense of their own original identity, as well as ties to those with whom they share genetic links. Even children in open and kinship adoptions are aware of the way in which their families are different and will process this knowledge in different ways at different ages. Adoption may also represent loss to adoptive parents. Some adoptive parents have faced infertility, so they too may grieve the loss of genetic links to their child. In confidential adoptions, biological parents have an obvious loss of a relationship with a the child they had conceived. Even in open adoption relationships, biological parents may feel the loss of not being in a parenting role with a child they conceived. Some pediatricians also or may also be involved in supporting a pregnant adolescent who makes an adoption plan. Through understanding and acknowledgement of these losses, adoptive families, children, and biological families are able to adapt better and build healthier families. Communicating about adoption with children. Even before the child understands the words adoption, adopted, and biological family or birth family, it is important that these words be a part of the family's natural conversation, whether the adoption is open or confidential, kinship or foster adoptive placement. Families should be discouraged from waiting until just the right minute to tell children that they were adopted because this may leave children feeling betrayed and wondering what else their parents may have hidden from them. Children may also learn information from peers or neighbors, which may impair the trust between parent and child. It is important to share with even very young children their adoption story, starting with their birth, not the adoptive family's initiation of the adoption process. An honest approach in the discussion of a child's biological family and the adoption process will give a child permission to ask questions or to make statements about the adoption and at the same time will take away the veil of secrecy that often implies that being adopted is a negative condition. Some information in a child's past may be private or difficult for the parent to share with the child. Open discussion with a child is important in building bridges of trust and security within a family. Even the most difficult information, such as previous sexual or physical abuse, or having been conceived in the context of rape or incest, eventually should be shared with a child at a developmentally appropriate age. The child and parents should be counseled regarding the child's privacy about facts pertinent to the adoption. The parents and the child need to be cautioned that once information is shared, it cannot be taken back. Parents should guide children in what they will share with strangers, friends, and extended family. Facts shared with children about their adoption should always be accurate 
and adoptive parents should admit when information is not available. As children age, they should have control over telling their adoption history outside the family. Some parents who have dealt with infertility may be uncomfortable with the reality that the child has another family, another set of parents. Thus, issues of loss in the adoptive family may continue after the child is adopted into the family. Avoidance of discussion about the biological family will deprive children of the opportunity to ask questions openly, fantasize, or understand having a family outside of the one in which they live and may give children the perception that their thoughts and questions about adoption are bad. It is important to tell a child that he or she was not given up, but rather that the biological family made an adoption plan in the best interest of the child's future and to the best of their abilities at the time. As children grow in their understanding of the relationship with their biological family, they may become concerned that just as they were rejected by their biological family, their adoptive family may also reject them. Adoptive parents may need to verbalize their commitment to their child frequently. A life book, a compilation of all difficult and happy that is known about a child's history, can be an effective tool for parents to use in helping a child to process all the thoughts and feelings about his or her adoption story. Racial, ethnic, and cultural differences. Children adopted by parents of a different race, ethnicity, or cultural background may have other concerns specific to their identities. Even children as young as three or four years of age will be aware of the physical differences between themselves members of other racial groups. When these children live in communities where they are members of an ethnic minority, the differences in racial identity will be easily apparent to classmates, other parents, and strangers. As these children enter preschool and elementary school, peers may ask questions about their biological and cultural heritage. As children reach the developmental stage of wanting to be just like their peers, these questions may provoke a variety of responses. Some of these responses might seem to be the casual to the casual observer to be out of proportion for the information requested. Some remarks may be taunting or intrusive. Children may encounter racist remarks for the first time, particularly in situations in which they are not physically or emotionally safeguarded by their parents. Families need to acknowledge openly the racial differences that exist between their child and themselves. Relationships with others of the same race or ethnic group, including adults and children, may be very helpful to a child. Whenever possible, an adopted child should be given the opportunity to learn more about their heritage of the country of their birth or ethnic group. Role-playing with children with respect to stereotypes and racist statements may help them feel in control when they encounter inevitable comments from strangers, friends, or extended family members. Parents who have not experienced racism personally may need to pay extra attention to teaching their children effective ways to respond to racism. Special issues in kinship adoption. 
for children who are placed for foster care or adoption within their biological family, separation issues are lessened. At the same time, these relationships present particularly challenges for a family. There may be a reluctance of other family members to confirm the adoptive parents as the child's actual parent, and reference may be made within the family setting to a child's, quote, real parents. Boundaries must be set regarding the types of contact, timing, and granting of parental responsibility to the biological parents. All family members may need to be reminded that the adoptive parent is the responsible parent. Family gatherings may provide particular challenges, especially in cases in which the biological parent's rights have been involuntarily terminated. Many kinship adopters have limited contact with support in groups. Whoop, I'll say it again. Many kinship adopters have limited contact with support groups, and there may be a tendency to keep it in the family, especially with respect to the open discussion of family secrets that led to the placement of the child with a family member. Grandparents who become adoptive parents may grieve the loss of their vision of their own children as parents while coping with the stresses of raising children again and dealing with the circumstances of the reason the child was placed with them. It is important that pediatricians provide support to these families, particularly in the area of validating the adoptive parents' rights to make decisions for the child. Kinship adoptive parents may be reluctant to share with the child's painful information uh, involved in the circumstances leading to the separation from the biological parents. Failing to share the truth with the child will only lead to damaged trust and increased anxiety for the child. The biological parents and kinship adoptive parents must communicate about the sharing of information and what language will, language will be used. Keeping in mind the child's developmental stage, through contact with the local child welfare agency and other community resources, financial assistance, respite care, and support services for families with a kinship adoptive placement, whether formal or informal, may be available. Difficult times, quote, anniversary reactions, end quote, often occur in adopted children at certain times of the year. On Mother's Day, children may think about the many mothers they have had, including their adoptive mother, biological mother, and foster mothers. On birthdays and adoption days, children may seem depressed and withdrawn instead of joyful. These anniversaries may trigger thoughts of the biological family, and children may wonder whether their biological parents still love them or even think about them. Sensitivity, particularly at these significant times, may help a child in dealing with difficult adoption issues. <clears throat> Searching for biological family and cultural ties. As children age into adolescence and adulthood, adoptive children may wish to seek out more information about their biological families. Individuals who join the families through international adoption may choose to make a trip to the country of their birth. Domestic adoptees may pursue reunification with a biological relative through a reunion registry. 
may choose to reestablish ties in a lapsed open adoption or may develop a stronger interest in understanding kinship ties. Although some adoptive parents may view their child searching for his or her biological family as a sign of rejection, it is actually a sign of healthy emotional growth in the search for identity. All members of the adoption triad may need help of mental health professionals to work through these situations. Pediatricians are encouraged to become aware of local community resources for adoptive families, including resources for locating information about biological families. Support groups, adoption conferences and services and mental health professionals. Modeling positive adoption language. Pediatricians are encouraged to model positive adoption language for all families. Adoptive families are real families. Siblings who joined a family through adoption are real siblings. Biological parents do not give up their child for adoption, which might imply the child that they were less of less worth and were given away. Rather, they make an adoption plan for the child. A biological mother should not be identified as a natural parent, as this implies that adoptive families are unnatural. A child's racial identity, adoption, or birth in another country should never be the identifying characteristics for any child. It is never appropriate to ask how much a child costs. In modeling positive adoption language, pediatricians can use vocabulary that reflects respect and permanency about children and their families. As more children each year become part of permanent families through adoption, it is becoming increasingly important for pediatricians to be aware and knowledgeable about adoption. Pediatricians play an important role in helping families deal with the differences, the losses, and many other issues surrounding the adoption of a child. Pediatricians are encouraged to have a greater understanding about adoption to be able to advise and support parents as they communicate about adoption with their children. It is also important for pediatricians to remind families of the importance of forthright communication about adoption. Open acknowledgement of the adoptive relationship helps to nurture a child's self-esteem as he or she grows in the understanding of what it means to join a family through adoption. Effective communication about adoption is important for the long-term mental and physical health and well-being of the child and family. So that's the end of the paper. There are two more pages of citations. It's an older article, um, and I just thought it had very interesting information um, about, you know, how a pediatrician can help an adoptive family support their um, adoptive child. I do feel like, you know, granting space and realizing, you know, that this is a 20-year-old document, I feel that some of the language would be improved if this was rewritten today, or I would hope that it would be. Um, I could think of a couple things that could be changed or added um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's an important article. Reading this out loud helped me to 
take it all in in one chunk and now I'm just kind of verbally diarrhea processing it. Um, so yeah, I think that's it for now. Um, make sure uh, you can you can leave some feedback if you're listening on Spotify. I will make sure that there is a section um, open where people can leave feedback or comments. Uh, they will go to me, not general public. But again, if I start getting feedback and comments in there, I will start including them when I um, read the podcast. So, all right. Have a great day.